Welcome to the Ridge Life Podcast. We at Pleasant Ridge Christian Fellowship trust this message will be an encouragement to you. Please join with us as we look into God's Word with Pastor Mike Bird. Let's go ahead and go to Ephesians chapter number 6 here this morning. And uh, if you're just joining with us for the first time, we've been going through the book of Ephesians. I I took note uh, this week as I was putting this together. This is our 50th message out of the out of the uh, book of Ephesians, and I kind of calculated it out. So if it's taken us about a year and a half to work through uh, about six chapters, there's uh, there's 1,189 chapters in the Bible. So if you figure that out, 1,189 chapters, a year and a half to work through six chapters. It's going to be something like 200 years, I think, to work through all. But uh... <laughs> now it's interesting, you know, you think about this. Um, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones actually had... Uh, a huge, a huge uh, sermon uh, library on the book of Ephesians. I mean, I think it was just in the uh, Ephesians uh, 6 uh, verses um, 10 and 11, he had some 28 messages alone. So um, we're not even really scratching the surface on, on some of the stuff here that we're, that we're looking at. But uh, Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to be looking at primarily verses uh, 12 and um, 13 here this morning. And uh, we've been talking here about this, this uh, preparation that needs to take place about uh, putting on the whole armor of God, standing firm uh, in uh, his strength, standing firm. And I, I, would, I would think that there are many Christians today that are very unaware of a real spiritual battle that is taking place, even, even now. Um, they're, they're just kind of totally oblivious to it. Um, they're unaware that there's, a, that there's an evil enemy that is afoot. Um, they're, they're aware that he's on the prowl. He's waiting to engage them in hand-to-hand combat. And I think primarily that's because they are not thinking about being attacked or they don't bother to put on God's armor. They just kind of float through life. You know, just like, well, I'm saved. I got my ticket punched. I'm on my way to heaven. What else do I need to worry about? Uh, but really, if you get the understanding of what Paul is saying through the book of Ephesians, who you are in Christ, the practical application, when you really start living for Jesus Christ, actually living out gospel truth, living the gospel every single day of your life, you will come under attack. Jesus said, all those that live, that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Uh, so it's a real attack. A real enemy is, is uh, in place. And we have to understand that if we are going to stand strong, if we're going to stand firm, uh, if we're going to be able to withstand the attacks of the devil, uh, the enemy, then we have to understand that there's a real uh, enemy and there's a real attack that is taking place uh, day to day. Um, I believe that many Christians are not ready for combat. I believe many of them dally with sin as if it were harmless things, like it's no big deal to God, I can get away with these kinds of things. Uh, they're friendly with the world, it's many temptations. As a result, they're caught off guard 
and uh, they fall into serious sin and their testimony for Jesus Christ is destroyed. So Paul told us here in the previous uh, couple verses in verses 10 and 11 that we're engaged in spiritual warfare and that we need to use his strength, his armor. And uh, in these next two verses, verses 12 through 13, Paul's going to tell us why we need his strength and his armor. See, we haven't even gotten to the armor yet. I mean, this is all preparation. This is all understanding why we need the armor, why you are in under spiritual attack, why these things are important. So Paul is basically summing up all who we are in Christ. He's telling us that uh, if we're going to live uh, like light, if, we're, if we are light and we're going to live like light, then we are going to have an enemy that is going to be attacking us. So uh, really, you need to get ready for the battle. That's really what it comes down to is get ready for the battle. So here's what I want you to take away with you today. If you follow Christ, you will wrestle with and withstand evil. If you follow Christ, you will wrestle with and withstand evil. So I want to show you just a couple things here from uh, the word here. Number one, know your opponents. Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Know your opponents. Uh, in high school, uh, I thought it would be really awesome and cool uh, at the time. I thought it was really awesome and cool to uh, join a fencing club. Okay. You know, you put on the white uniform with the mask and you got the sword. And, and I remember the first day we got there, um, they did not let us touch the swords. They did not let us try on any of the equipment. Uh, first day was introduction. Uh, this, is, this is what you, this is what it is. This is how it is. And even after a few weeks of fencing club, uh, we still didn't get to take the swords and go. <laughs> we didn't get to do that. Um, they were teaching us fundamentals. And one of the things that they taught us is knowing your opponent. How important it is to know your opponent. They made us watch things like the way people advanced. They made us watch the way that they may have guarded. They made, they made us watch how to find the weak spot. And so we had to watch and we had to learn about our opponent. Um, any coach knows that uh, if you're going to be going for, uh, to play basketball, football, whatever, you're going to study film. You're going to know the players. You're going to know what their weaknesses are. And so they study so that they can form a way of attack, so they can form a way of defense in order to know how to best do what they need to do in order to win the game. And I believe that even in military strategy, uh, it's a very fatal uh, to underestimate the strength of an enemy, to shrug them off as an enemy, as a pushover when he is armed, organized, experienced, and dangerous, and is uh, really to in invite defeat in your own life. So it's important to know your opponent. Um, 
I believe that there are many people that give Satan too much credit in life. Oh, the devil made me do it. Oh, that devil, he's after me again. But in reality, it's probably just you making bad decisions, not making wise decisions. Uh, it could be in a reality that you fail to not fight temptation in your own life and give in to your own sinful passions and your sinful desires of your flesh. Um, so I think we ought to know our opponent, but the devil is not the, the reality of the reason why uh, everything is going wrong in your life. Uh, sometimes the, the trials and difficulties that come in our life are God-ordained. God permits. God allows them. Not because he hates you or trying to, make, uh, trying to get even with you, but because he's trying to make you more and more like Jesus Christ. So when this happens, um, I, I think it's important for us to know our opponents. Christianity Today did a poll which showed that only 52% of Baptists, 24% of Methodists, and 34% of Lutherans believe that the devil is a personal being. Among the clergy, among pastors, evangelists, so forth, so on, 18% of the Methodists denied the existence of the devil altogether, while an additional 36% regarded him as an impersonal force. Only 34% of the general public believed in a personal devil. So that's why it's important to know your opponent. It's important to know that there is a real spiritual thing that is under attack today. There's, there's real spiritual forces at work. Satan and the demons uh, are just not really impersonal forces. Um, the devil is not just a figure of speech or the figment of primitive minds of the biblical authors. Rather, he is a real spirit being. He's a created angelic being who rebelled against God. He led uh, a rebellion in heaven. A third of the, the angels in heaven followed him. They became demonic evil forces. Uh, Jesus referred to him as the ruler of this world in John chapter 12 verse 31 and John 14 30. Paul called him the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 4. He called him the prince and the power of the air, and he also called him the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, Ephesians 2.2. So by the way, if you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a child of the devil. Your father is the devil. You follow him. You obey him. You listen to him. And uh, the remedy that you need is to repent of your sin and believe the gospel and so that you might be a child of God. So here's a couple things I want to tell you about knowing your opponent. Number one, they are spiritual and not flesh and blood. Notice our text here. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. They are spiritual and not flesh and blood. And notice what else he says about them. Look where they dwell. He says, against the spiritual forces, the latter part of the verse, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So this tells us something here, that they're not spiritual, they're not flesh and blood, and they dwell in heavenly places. Not that they're dwelling in heaven, but when we talk about the heavenly places, this is the spiritual realm, the spiritual world. Um, he means that they're not earthly creatures with physical bodies. 
but rather spirit beings that are invisible to us. Now, we do not know whether they can temporarily take on human form or not, um, but it would seem that reasonable to assure that they can because even the angels, as we read in the uh, Old Testament, have from time to time taken on a human-type form. So we really don't know about these fallen angels if they can do that, but we can maybe assume that they can. Uh, the Bible warns us that, uh, that even Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. This is, this is why it's so important, church, so important. Just because a ministry talks about Jesus, sings about Jesus, talks about God, does not necessarily mean that that ministry is following, following the gospel and following Jesus Christ. We have to back up everything with scripture. Is this follow scripture? So they're spiritual, they're not flesh and blood. Demons can take possession of human personalities. They can take possession of bodies. They can create disease and bizarre behavior. Uh, there are countless occurrences in the gospel records of the book of Acts that proves this, people that have come under the power of demon possession. Uh, their normal mode of operation is to work through unbelievers, uh, through human religions, through governments, through cultures, through media, through philosophies, through to further Satan's attack against God. Uh, but the main point here is that they are spirit beings. They are real spirit beings and they're just not impersonal evil influence. And I would also say this, that um, it's important that we don't spend a lot of time divulging into spiritual beings, okay? Um, I, I met a guy one time, and he came up to me and he, he said, uh, do you guys practice uh, um, exorcism here? No, we don't. It's real. Yeah, I, I know it's real. And sometimes I think we can get so overwhelmed looking into these types of things that, you know, we, we start wanting to know all the names of the demons and know all the... I just... It's important to know your opponent. It's important to know that they do exist. But I don't think we should be spending all of our time focusing in on stuff like that. So just know your opponent. Know that they are not flesh and blood, but they are spirit beings. Secondly, they pervert truth and lead people astray. They pervert truth and lead people astray. Jesus called the devil a liar and the father of lies in John 8, 44. Paul says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light and that his servants disguise themselves as servants of righteousness in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15. One of the main ways that he works is through false teaching that appeals to the flesh and to human pride. Listen to 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit explicitly says that in the latter times, some will desert the faith and occupy themselves with deceiving spirits and demonic teachings. Again, this is, this is where it's so important that we understand what he's saying here. He's not talking about people that are outright saying that you have to get to heaven through a different way. We're talking about people that are so close, so close to the truth, 
But because it appeals to their flesh, because it appeals to their pride, they will bring these people in and listen to them. And this is one of the ways that uh, Satan works as he perverts truth and leads people astray. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4 says, For there will be a time when people will not tolerate sound teaching. Instead, following their own desires, they will accumulate teachers for themselves because they have an unsustainable curiosity to hear new things. And they will turn away from hearing the truth, but on the other hand, they will turn aside to myths. Satan uses deception when he tempts us to sin. He always portrays sin as a very attractive, alluring thing that if you just do this, boy, you'll be happy. Um, and, it, and the Bible tells us in James that every man, when he is tempted, he's not tempted by God, but he's drawn away by his own lust, his own passions, his own desires, and it lures him in. Uh, so just know that uh, that's one of the ways that Satan works. Thirdly, they are strong. Notice how Paul emphasizes this in Ephesians 6, 12. Uh, he emphasizes this spiritual authority of these opponents. Notice, rulers authorities, cosmic powers, present darkness, spiritual forces of evil. Um, but I love how Paul uses, notice how he uses the word against. So as believers, understanding that we are in a spiritual battle, it's always against, 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 against. You're going on the attack, against, against. And it's important to understand that because there these evil forces that are at work, they're very strong. I mean, notice, rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, uh, spiritual forces. This gives the idea that they're very strong. But we have the victory through Jesus Christ. Uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But know your opponent. Know that this is how he works. Know that this is what he uses. Uh, so there's this great opposition between evil opponents and those in God's army. Uh, Satan, we find that he was defeated uh, once and for all at the cross in Colossians 2.15. It says, disarming the rulers and authorities, he has made a public disgrace of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Uh, Satan is no match for God whatsoever. First um, John 4, 4, You are from God, little children, and have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. In Christ we have God's mighty power at work in all of us because that was the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. If you remember Ephesians 1, uh, 19, through 23, Paul says, And what is the immeasurable greatness of this power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, above every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet, gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. So because of what Jesus has done on the cross, he's, he's accomplished this great victory that he has already overcome Satan. He's already overcome all the demons and the power. 
Uh, we will one day see when Jesus himself will uh, defeat all of those evil forces. Uh, the great battle of, uh, you read about in Revelation, the battle of Armageddon, when all the spiritual forces, all the evil will be finally put to an end, completely, finally, forever. And that's going to be a great day, isn't it? So, but know your opponent. Know that in this present world right now, there are spiritual forces at work. Here's the second thing I want to give you. Withstand by being prepared. Ephesians 6.13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. So again, he's, it's almost like he's repeating this again, these previous verses in verses 10 and 11, where he says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And then he says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Uh, so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. As I pointed out last week, it is God's strength and it's God's armor that we're supposed to be using. Not our own strength, not our own armor, not somebody else's strength, not somebody else's armor. Um, and so we have to actively be putting that on, actively standing in the strength of God. To be passive about it and just saying, well, case and ah, and ah. Whatever happens, whatever happens, um, is to really not be prepared and to really not be taking active uh, ability in what you're supposed to be doing and putting on the armor, putting, standing firm in his strength. So here's a couple observations I want to draw from this about withstanding by being prepared. Number one, be prepared by knowing that evil will come. By the evil day here, uh, Paul is just not referring to the fact that we live in an evil world. But, Paul is referring to the fact that both corporately as a church and individually, we will face times of spiritual attack that are unusually intense. There are going to be times in your life, if you are following Jesus, yes, you're going to be living in an evil world. Jesus said, if they hated me, they will hate you. Um, but there will be times of spiritual, intense attack in your life. And know, be prepared, that evil will come. There will come intense times of evil in your life where Satan or one of his forces, an authority or a power or a ruler, is going to attack really hard. Paul uses this word here. Notice what he says, uh, wrestle. Therefore, take upon the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand or to wrestle in, in Ephesians uh, 6, 12. And we think of a wrestling match, one who is, who is fighting and struggling uh, really trying to, the other person is trying to get the other person to pin him down. The other person is trying to get out. And there's a great wrestling going on. Um, so when that evil day comes, are you going to wrestle against it? Are you going to be able to endure? And really, isn't that what wrestling is all about? It's about being able to outsmart your opponent and to have the endurance, the strength enough to pin the other person down. 
Um, and so when that time of intensity does happen in your life, uh, where you're going to be under spiritual attack, are you going to have enough endurance to be able to withstand it? Are you going to withstand against the spiritual evil forces? Are you going to bend and break? I love how Paul includes himself in this evil day. Look, he doesn't just say, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Because in verse 12, he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. He includes himself. I mean, if anybody, if, if there was anybody in in the Bible, they would say, boy, that person does not have any problems wrestling against evil. It would be the Apostle Paul. But actually, it's the contrary. If you read the book of Acts, I mean, he's enduring riots. Of, he calls them evil beasts that were coming upon him. I mean, going through this hard, difficult time uh, in fastings and in perils and stuff. I mean, he's, he's really struggling. But he includes himself for we wrestle. And so Paul is showing us that he was not exempt from this type of wrestling in these battles. Um, so you must know your own weaknesses. You must know your own propensity towards sin so that you'll be on guard when the enemy engages you in battle. Know your opponent. Know that, listen, I really struggle with this. If there, if there are sins, we were just talking about this uh, today in Sunday school. If there are sins in your life that are hidden and you know you struggle with them, boy, that should be give you more and more determination to actually be more on attack, knowing that, hey, I need to be able to have victory over these things so that I won't fall into the temptation, so I won't fall into the luring away of my own desires. And so you gotta be on attack. So if you think that you're immune, uh, you are especially very vulnerable. Um, it's usually the guy that's walking out in the field without his armor on, without his helmet on, just kind of totally, totally oblivious, uh, is usually the one that gets shot first. So you have to make sure that you uh, know that there, are, there is spiritual forces of attack and you need to know that there will be an evil day. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, So let the one who thinks he is standing be careful that he does not fall. Here's the second thing I want to show with you about this, about withstanding by being prepared. Secondly, without preparation, you will fail. Without preparation, you will fail. Here Paul tells us to take up God's full armor. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. There's a preparation. Take it up uh, so that you'll be able to resist that evil day when it does happen. Because that evil day, when it hits, and it surely will come, it will come. It's not a matter of if it comes. It's a matter of when it comes. He says you have to be prepared. You will be able to, so that you can stand firm. Uh, the Bible is quite simple on how to defeat the devil, is it not? Uh, James 4, 7. Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Or 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. Be of sober spirit. Be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Firm in your faith. So we're commanded from God's word, if we want to defeat Satan and his attacks, we're commanded to flee from sin, 
and to resist the devil. That's how you defeat him. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. 1 Corinthians 10, 14, so then my dear friends, flee from idolatry. 1 Timothy 6, 11, but you as a person dedicated to God, keep away from all that. Instead, pursue righteousness, godliness, faithfulness, love, endurance, and gentleness. 2 Timothy 2.22, but keep away from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faithfulness, love, and peace in company with others who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And he's, even as Jesus showed us uh, when he was being tempted by Satan, what did he do? He simply quoted scripture. He resisted the temptation and he quoted scripture uh, to be able to overcome and to defeat. Uh, so one way for you to pre prepare yourself spiritually for the battle uh, is to saturate your mind with the word of God. So if you're not allowing the word to take root in your mind and in your heart, um, you're not going to be equipped for victory. You're not going to be able to stand in that evil day when it does come. So you have to be prepared. Uh, fighting in hand-to-hand -hand combat against these hideous forces of darkness may not be your idea of a good time. And see, this is the whole problem with the, with the prosperity gospel message is that your life is great. Everything's going to work out in your favor. Every, you're never going to have a hard, difficult time. Uh, but that's the issue is that when you trusted Christ as your savior, uh, you were enlisted in God's army. And now you're going to have to fight. And it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a constant struggle. But I love this. This is what's so cool about all this. The Bible tells us that in this brief moment of time, compared to all of eternity? What is this? So that the times where it seems very dark and difficult and hard to endure through, compare that to the eternal weight and glory with Jesus Christ. It's brief. It's momentarily. But you have to be prepared. You have to be able to withstand. You have to be able to stand in all of that. Why? Because this powerful, wicked enemy seeks to destroy us. We must fight by taking up God's full armor so that we can resist and stand firm in the evil day. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for these very important truths about being prepared. And Lord, I I want, to, I want to get into the armory just as much as anybody else. And I want to whip out the sword and try on the helmet and uh, use the shield. Father, all of that is useless unless I am unwilling to prepare myself for the spiritual battle that is afoot. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us as a church. I pray that we, me, Jeff, Jerry, Tom, that we would take on the wolves, that we would protect the congregation here. Lord, I pray that we would teach truth. I pray for those that are 
here, probably even in the midst of an evil, difficult time right now, that they're being spiritually attacked. Lord, I pray that they would find the strength in you, that they'd find strength in your word, that they would run to you who is a high and mighty and strong tower, that they would trust in you who is a shield and a buckler. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be prepared spiritually for the attacks. Thank you so much for giving us everything in this life that pertains to life and godliness. Thank you for providing for us everything that we need to be able to live the Christian life. I pray that we would just actually put it to use. Help us not to be that man that goes to the mirror and is foolish and looks at ourselves and walks away. Help us not just to be a hearer of your word, but to actually be a doer of your word. We ask all this in the name of Christ. If you're interested in more information about our church or knowing the peace that Jesus gives, visit our website at lifeattheridge.church.